Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey lady, welcome back. So happy that you are here. And today you are getting the pleasure of sitting in in a conversation between me and my guest, Dr. Amy Sapola. Amy is a certified wellness coach. She has studied at the Institute of Functional Medicine. She's a certified practitioner. She is also a doctor of pharmacy. She has a degree in nutrition. She's done a fellowship with integrative medicine. She is an energy healer, Reiki practitioner, yoga instructor. She wears so many hats and she does so with such ease and grace and intertwines them all beautifully together in her practice that she does. And this episode, as the universe always shows time and time again, I should never be surprised, but came about by accident and truthfully out of a little bit of frustration for me. Amy and I had spoke a few weeks ago and recorded an episode where she talked so wonderfully about nourishing our digestion and my audio skills somehow erased that. It went into the ether of unknownness, maybe to resurface again for a bonus episode for you. I'm not sure, but I'm happy that it did because with everything that's been happening in the world and everything that's in the forefront of our minds so much recently, energy, protecting your energy, utilizing your energy, being secure in your intuition and knowing has been something that many of you and I have discussed that I've discussed with you on this podcast and in other platforms. And so for Amy and I to sit down today and really talk about energy just seemed so much more fitting. So thank you universe for giving me once another chance to speak to this beautiful, joyful ray of light, but also for her to share her expertise and her wisdom on this. If you guys are not familiar with different modalities of energy work, or this is a new topic to you, that's great. It's a good way to introduce it. If you're more experienced, we talk in more depth about different approaches that we have, different ways to really lean into that intuition. And I can't think of a better person to deliver this message. You will hear Amy's energy from wherever you are. It is always at the highest vibration She says she has lows, I don't know, but she's so elevated and brings everybody up with her in the most authentic, genuine way. So this is exactly what I needed. This is exactly what you needed. I know that's why it's here for us today. So sit back and enjoy. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so happy you're here and so excited to be sitting down and having a conversation with my guest today, Amy Sapola. Welcome, Amy. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing all of your wisdom that you bring all the time. If you guys don't remember or are newer listening, Amy has been a guest previously. 
So it's, I think you're my first repeat guest. So you get to wear that Ooh. hat with honor. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners if they didn't miss it or if they're not remembering just a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm a mom of two. I'm a really passionate gardener and cook. Um, I'm also a doctor of pharmacy and a certified wellness coach. I have a background in nutrition as well. I have a bachelor's in nutrition. And I did a two-year fellowship in integrative medicine. And um, I'm certified as a functional medicine practitioner as well through the Institute for Functional Medicine. Um, I also have studied Reiki and became a Reiki master. And I'm a registered yoga teacher. So I really, I guess the main thing I do is um, I'm all about health and wellness, but really from an integrative and functional perspective. So in my business, I work with women um, who are looking for wellness coaching, but bringing in that integrative and functional medicine piece. And just really quickly, you don't have to, I mean, this could be several podcasts on its own, but what's the distinction between integrative medicine and functional medicine in comparison to medical doctors or other practitioners that you might be seeing and working with? Yeah, that's such a good question. So first of all, integrative medicine is sort of a big umbrella term is how I look at it. So integrative medicine, I believe, includes functional medicine. So it's really using everything in your toolbox. So um, we have, you know, I'm trained as a doctor of pharmacy. So using my knowledge there, but also thinking about meditation or herbal medicine or Ayurveda or traditional Chinese medicine. So really bringing in um, and integrating a lot of different tools um, to find wellness or bring wellness um, to one's, you know, state. Um, also, then there's functional medicine. And functional medicine is, it's called a systems biology approach, where you basically are looking at the body as a whole. So it's really a holistic approach, in my opinion, um, where the ideal is that you're getting to the root cause of someone's issue or underlining imbalance. So instead of treating, say, like depression, we look at depression as a symptom, but then you go upstream and you look for what things in someone's lifestyle or past or environment or genetics or whatever um, could be potentially contributing to the symptom of depression. So um, it's a lot of questions and investigating and looking at someone really as the whole person and considering um, much more broadly what's going on in their life. Can you all see now why I'm friends with Amy and why we, I love her knowledge set, first of all, and then how we can geek out on all of these <laughs> cool and different and not, uh, not mainstream approaches to all these things. Like we, we talk, we can talk for ages about all of our quote unquote crazy things that we love and try and do. And Yeah, I know. And that's, I think, you know, the biggest thing I always tell people is, it's not that I'm like totally alternative or totally mainstream, but I just like to be open-minded and look at what might work for each individual. So, you know, I think um, sometimes we get a little too siloed. Like if, <laughs> if I was a pharmacist, I would only be looking at your drugs, you know, and thinking that everyone needs a medication for whatever symptom. Um, but when you look at someone from a more, more holistic perspective, you're really considering more than just like a narrow point of view. To me, a big difference also in traditional Western medicine 
and different modalities, functional medicine, integrative medicine, is it brings in this piece of energy awareness mm-hmm. and impact that our energy that we give and have and the energy from the rest of humanity swirling around us really truly impacts our health short-term and long-term. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's one of those things that is so underappreciated is how our bodies respond to energy and take on energy and kind of react and even um, manifest with physical symptoms from various energetic imbalances. And that was something that learning Reiki really taught me was just to be more sensitive to energy um, and just, you know, really listen to, um, I guess the better way to say it is almost to trust your instincts or trust your intuition a little bit more. Um, because I think we're all very probably good at it, but sometimes we uh, push that off or don't listen to ourselves as much. I think so too. And I think it's a societal piece of that's not how you do things or manage or handle things. And then I think there's a lot of interjection from the outside world as well, whether it's um, diet culture or with their eating or whether it's medicine or this or that, or just kind of everything is a broad term. We lose that tapping in within ourselves to have those answers and that intuition. Exactly. Yeah. And that's one thing I've recently been working with is just building my intuition and actually learning to trust myself again, um, because it's too easy to push that down and not listen. And the more I get in tune with my intuition and listen to my intuition, the more I really find it serves me. And I'm always surprised at like, yeah, how right on it is. So I know you and I both um, met last week or two weeks ago with a medical intuitive separately, but same company. Um, and that was such a cool experience. And it was something I had never heard of. You told me about it and I just was blown away. And for those of you who don't know, when you work with a medical intuitive, um, you're like at your house and they're just talking to you on the phone and they basically like energetically scan your body and then talk to you about um, physical and emotional things going on with you. And it was just incredible. I don't know if you want to share kind of what you thought, but. (laughs) Spot on. And I will definitely link that podcast uh, that I shared with Amy that kind of introduced us both to this concept and then the contact information for the place where we used um, or where we had our appointments through. But it's, it's incredible and it's really interesting because in the podcast as well they talk about the scientific research and data that they have so again this isn't just some i don't like the term woo woo but like i feel like that's relatable you know this isn't just this out there place it is like amy said coming back to that intuition and reading that energy and they have, what did they say, Amy, like a 94% diagnosis rate? Yeah. Or yeah. mine was, but I can speak for myself, I was spot on. Yeah, I would agree. I couldn't believe. And especially, I mean, at least the person I talked with doesn't even ask your name, doesn't ask no. what's going on. Like really it was just like, hi. And you know, like, okay, let's get started. That sort of thing. And like, 
I was speechless. I think <laughs> a few times she didn't think I was still there because I was just like quiet, like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe this is so spot on. And as Amy mentioned in the beginning too, looking at how so much of in the reading is, yes, what are your symptoms or what's a diagnosis or, you know, what is, what is something that's bothering you at this moment? But then they dive into this entire level of what energetic space were you in when these symptoms started or what is the underlying energy that's being stagnant in that area that's perpetuating this to, to, to ail you, to bother you. And that is what I found most just massively mind-blowing. Yeah, I agree. And I think it helps. It's just another layer of like understanding. And again, I keep coming back to like self-compassion. Like when you look at it in a way that like someone can energetically read me and know like what went on with me, because I think it's easy to be dismissive and be like, oh, I didn't hold on to that. Or, oh, you know, my body wouldn't remember these things necessarily, or just try to forget things. But when it comes up, when someone energetically is uh, paying attention to your field, I think that just is incredible. And it just shows you how impactful different life events and traumas um, and experiences can be and how we tend to carry those with us too. Trauma is always a word for a long time that was really not triggering necessarily to me, but kind of off-putting of, well, mm. this happened to me, but that's, it, to me for so long, a trauma was just this massive upsetting event or an accident or a death or, a, and, and it, yes, it is. But in breath work, we're learning about trauma is it's really just the body reacting to something that is too much too fast or too soon. And it just, it goes a little haywire. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I think, you know, we look at, um, in actually integrated band functional medicine, they talk about adverse childhood experiences or ACEs. And one of the things with your ACE score is the higher the score, the more likely you are to actually have chronic um, diseases as you get older. And it really is looking at adverse childhood experiences. So emotional trauma or whatever you want to call it at that stage, but early life experiences can actually manifest as chronic disease as people get older. So I think it just underscores um, kind of that relationship between mind and body. What are some of the practices, Amy, that you do to tap into that intuition or to shift and change the energy that you're experiencing? That's a really good question. And this has definitely evolved over time. And I don't want to pretend like I'm at all like <laughs> an expert on this, but this is personally what I do. Um, so first, working with intuition, for me, um, having a history of an eating disorder, I just started with intuitive eating fairly recently and that's been really like impactful I think just to my overall state of mind um, and how I'm relating to the world because I'm actually slowing down before I eat trying to take a few deep breaths which is hard for me um, and then actually trying to pay attention to what I'm eating and be mindful and present in the moment which 
with a one and a four year old <laughs> is like, luck. is a feat in itself. But even if I can be present and mindful for like 30 seconds, I feel like I'm doing okay. So um, that's been really helpful with developing my intuition, but it's also helpful for just like listening to what I want to eat and like what my body is craving. That's one thing I'm very interested in as a pharmacist. Um, it's how cravings can sometimes show up as nutrient deficiencies or just something your body's in need of. Um, and instead of being like, Oh no, 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 I, you know, that I don't really need that. Um, actually listening to it and how satisfying that can be. Um, so I've been working with that. I also in the morning have started taking walks before the kids get up, before my husband leaves for work, like just going out and walking. And I've been listening to inspiring books. Um, I listened to Super Attractor recently by Gabby Bernstein and I listened to The Law of Attraction um, just last week. And it's just nice to have that time. I live along a lake. So I walk along the lake and listen to my, you know, uh, audiobook and just find that time to kind of connect and be in nature and let go a little bit. And again, just kind of listen to what comes through. Um, after I'm done with that, I'll usually stop. There's like a little beach and I'll stop at the beach and just kind of take a few minutes and listen to what comes through. So that's, that's where I am right now. Do you find it ever to be scary to listen to your intuition or to lean into that space? You know, yes and no. <laughs> As a typical type A personality, <laughs> sometimes when my intuition says something that I, like my brain's like, mm, no, that's not actually what I want to hear. <laughs> sometimes that can uh, cause a little rift. But yeah, I think, I, I don't know. Do you find it scary? I do. Um, I, I think in certain things, yes. I think especially with food or with movement in things that I personally have struggled in and you shared as well. I think the beginning stages of that, I think can be scary. Um, for me, I think more than scary, it's, you said it so well, you know, being almost dismissive of, well, my ego is telling me this and that's just a little bit louder. So that must be the truth versus what I know and feel to be what my highest self or my intuition is actually leading me towards. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly what I find is like, <laughs> is this really like, is this really my intuition or is it my ego or, you know, is it just what I'm like overthinking? Cause I tend to be very analytical and like, um, really think things through and I'm always in my head more than like in my body and actually feeling and like listening <laughs> versus thinking and doing. <laughs> so it's, it's shifting into a different, different place. Are those questions that you'll ask yourself when you're having that tug of war back and forth between, you know, what in that kind of that same space of what am I feeling or what am I needing? Yeah. So oftentimes I'll just, one of the things I learned from Gabby Bernstein um, was kind of asking questions to your guides and angels. So I'll say like guides of the highest truth and compassion, and then like ask a question. And if I, like I hear an answer or kind of feel an answer, sometimes if I don't <laughs> necessarily think it's really 
like my intuition, I'll ask again or sit with it a moment and really see how it feels. Um, so yeah, I think, I hope that answers your question. Mm -hmm. I found that grounding my energy and grounding the way that I actually ask the question can be very helpful because mm. I have a really nice, a, a beautiful practice that I don't know where it came from or what. It's just a little like 15 minute audio space to, to really ground down and, and to tap into that intuition and to listen. And a space at the end is when you're asking yourself a question. I can tell when it's not an appropriate question or an appropriate time when I'm like, eagerly trying to rattle off the question and like ask it really fast like is this going to be it like is this it and I'm like okay well <laughs> what energy space do I think that's actually coming from because then I don't get an answer yeah and one of the things um when I was listening to the law of attraction they said is like don't keep asking over and over and over you know <laughs> like get an answer and like or if it, the answer isn't coming be patient and like allow space and be open and receptive to the answer when it comes but it's not like you can demand an answer in the moment always you know and so I do think exactly what you're saying like it's kind of your intention in the moment and how open you are and like in what space in in what way you're kind of asking and maybe it's just not the right time like you said and such principles of the law of attraction too is holding firm in what you are desiring or what you're wanting to call in, but yet at the same time being very detached from the outcome of that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well said. Which is the worst part because that's really yeah. hard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I think that's honestly the hardest part. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, one of the things in that um, audio book that they were talking about is, you know, manifesting things you want and like, oh, they're just going to start coming to you, you know? And I'm like, well, I'm going to manifest, you know, uh, uh, what is it called? An RV. <laughs> that was the latest thing I was thinking about because I was like, my family loves to take road trips and I'd love to find just the perfect one for like a great price, you know? And it's something so silly. Like I'm, I'm not trying to save the world with my RV. Like it's just something I think my family would enjoy and like I'd have fun with the kids. And, but then it's like <laughs> the next day I'm expecting to go on my phone and like, <laughs> it will be there. Yeah. It's just going to show up in like a Facebook ad or something. And you know, it didn't, and it's a little disappointing, <laughs> but I think it just goes to show like you, you know, you can ask, but it will come when the time is right. Mm -hmm. Can we turn just a little bit actually into what you just said sparked something in me of you are manifesting an RV. I mean, you said, you know what, I'm not, which is awesome. Um, it, but I love the way that you worded of, you know, I'm not manifesting to save the world. Mm -hmm. And right now the world is heavy. It's been very heavy for many months. And it's honestly in the last several weeks has just compounded a lot more. And that energy is heavy hard. It's hard to deal and to protect yours and to know where to give it. And for you to say, guess what? I'm, I just, I'm going to protect myself right now because I want to manifest an RV and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that 
is so real. And I think it's important to acknowledge like the heaviness of just in the past few weeks, the past few months. It's scary. It's unpredictable. We have very little control over kind of what's going on with COVID. Um, I just, you know, I feel like energetically getting back to the energetic piece, it's draining on your energy. And sometimes you have to be really protective of your energy and kind of having like faith, you know, that, and, or trust, um, that things are going to work out and everything will be okay. And it is going to take time and a lot of healing and, you know, a lot of work. Um, but it's, it's something that I think, at least for me, can overrun your life if you're not finding a way to just spend some time on yourself, tap into your joy and your dreams and the things that make you happy. And then, you know, I think it's important to be informed. So um, I usually take in news like in reasonable chunks. <laughs> so it's not the first thing I do when I wake up. It's not what I do before I go to bed and I don't watch the news or any TV while I eat a meal. Um, but I think, you know, taking it in, in a way that you can control can be helpful in keeping your sanity. I mean, and just not just feeling hopeless. It's so toxic to always be drained mm -hmm. and you can't show up for anybody. And that is very much including yourself. If you are not setting firm boundaries for yourself and loving supportive boundaries for yourself and your energy field. Yeah. And I think boundaries are key. That's, you know, and boundaries in all areas. So yeah, it's easy to kind of go astray and kind of start letting in more and more. And I feel like every time I talk with anybody, <laughs> the first few things we talk about are like the horrible things going on that day. Um, and it's draining. So yeah. And I think tapping into some of these practices where you can, like you said, ground your energy, come back to what's important to you, really tap into your joy and let go of some of that stress. I think one of the things I always like to get back to is like our sympathetic nervous system is in overdrive right now. And with the sympathetic nervous system, you don't, it doesn't really matter if it's a tiger chasing you or like a, a negative thought in your head that is causing you stress and anxiety. You're having a similar response in your body and you're still releasing those stress hormones, which are going to wreak havoc on all sorts of different systems when that's happening chronically. And so it affects your digestion, it affects your mood, it affects anxiety, um, it affects your sleep, you know, all, all aspects of your life. And so just taking a few deep breaths and kind of staying grounded and um, almost, I, hate to say the word, but almost detaching a little bit from the world in a way um, that feeds your soul and keeps you, um, you know, nourished, I guess would be the best word. And detaching is not something of shame or of guilt. It is mm -hmm. a necessary piece. And that's, it's absolutely needed. And also when you are doing so coming back, I think, and this is something that I've had to work through in the last couple of weeks too, of 
I can't be guilty that I am not crusading the world 24 hours of the day. I just, I, I, I have a whole life to live. And I know that sounds so dismissive, but this weekend I shared last week on the podcast. Um, so it'll be the following weekend, but the power of that word and, and using it, life is happening always in the middle lane. And if we are always sitting in grief and sadness or joy and happiness, you, you miss out. Like there's just, you have to be able to say, I feel this and I feel this and that's okay. Yeah. I love that you bring that up because I want to make sure that I'm clear too, that I'm not saying like, you should just be living in a happy bubble, which is a little bit of what I do. <laughs> which I, That's actually why I love you so very much. <laughs> but um, I think that it's important to feel all the feelings and to feel them and experience them in the moment and give, your space, give yourself space to do that. Um, as we were talking about before, it's really easy to suppress emotions. And right now, the world is just so heavy with emotions. Um, so to give yourself space to feel that, and it's okay. And I would say it's really important right now to feel sad and angry and you know all, all the emotions, whatever bubbles up. Um, and to give your space give yourself space for that and accept those emotions. Don't feel bad that you're angry or you're sad or you're feeling, you know, just the heaviness of what's going on in the world. And as we came back to too, when you're you know, talking about our intuitive sessions, when you don't allow yourself to experience those emotions, no matter what, when they are, they are just kind of this, broken feedback loop that are just going constantly in your body until they're fully expressed and released and then it moves out so it all comes back to that same space of no matter what energy if we're trying to stop it or pause it and not allow that to work through it it stays stagnant until we give it the tools to release yeah and that makes me think of a couple people who i've talked with on the podcast and one of them um, was Valerie Liss, and she taught, uh, teaches like a kind of a simplified tapping technique um, for emotional freedom. So tapping various points um, helps basically release uh, like emotional uh, energy, I guess. Um, and she actually has a, a free training right now online. So if you look at Valerie Liss, um, she sends out like a video every three days to just teach you the basics of tapping. And I think that's something right now that can be really valuable. The other one I've done is, I think it's, I'm going to probably say his last name wrong, but he was on the Goop documentaries. Um, and I think it's John Amal or something like that. Um, but he has like a, I think it's a seven day challenge. But he uses, um, so he takes you through various meditations, but he uses sound and movement to help move energy, which is really cool. So you do different meditations, but you also are kind of making sounds or doing different movements. Um, and I did his little online course and it was amazing. And I feel, I felt so different afterwards. Um, 
you know, it's something you probably want to do by yourself, <laughs> but I mean, just because you're making kind of weird loud noises, <laughs> you're, you don't want to be inhibited in your experience of releasing yes. your emotions. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to feel judged by the rest of your family. That's not a positive way <laughs> to release. Yes. So, um, but I think things like that right now, and finding what resonates with you. There's a lot of stuff like that out there, but thinking of those types of techniques um, to keep your energy moving and again, experience those emotions, but also to let them go. Those are great options too, to look into. And your podcast, that is one that I actually have saved and have gone back to her. She does just a quick little briefing of tapping on Amy's podcast episode. And it was, it's so simple and it's so easy and something that if you're not in a space to maybe make noises and move and do whatever <laughs> with, you can simply tap on certain points and it's, you know, it's something you can do quickly, but it's, it's really, really calming. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I like, I like her work and I like tapping a lot. What would be your advice for somebody who's just either not into the, not in this world or not aware or just deep diving into energy and releasing and the whole gambit of, I mean, it's so big, all the pieces that we were talking about. Yeah. One of the practices I like, um, is just holding your hands and like rubbing them together and then just beginning to move your hands apart and just feeling the energy between your own hands, um, and just sensing that energy. And then I like to just like gently kind of put my hands over things and just kind of try to feel the energy of various things because everything has energy. So if you like go near a plant or a doorknob or whatever, you're going to feel like different feelings, right? And so I think that's like a super easy freeway <laughs> to just start noticing how you feel about different energies. Or even if you walk in a room and you're like, Ugh, this room, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to be in here. Like just no, recognizing that you felt the energy of the room. Or if you walk in someplace where you feel really good, noticing like the energy that you are experiencing in that moment. So I think the first step is really just noticing. Then you can certainly dig or dive deeper into other practices. There's um, Reiki, of course, which I love. Um, there's also um, healing touch, which is a little less woo-woo <laughs> for <laughs> your words. So it was um, created by a nurse and used in a more medicalized setting from my understanding. I'm not trained in healing touch, but I would like to be. Um, and that can be very accessible for people to work with. Um, but yeah, I think those are probably probably some of the top ways. I think, you know, if you're new to Reiki, there's lots of, you know, YouTube things you can watch, um, but also just going and like experiencing it, finding a practitioner around you and maybe just doing a half an hour, an hour appointment. Um, you'll be amazed at kind of uh, how you can feel the energy move through your body and they don't even necessarily put their hands on you. So it's a very neat experience. And we've talked about probably seven, I don't even know how many different modalities, probably more than that, modalities in this last 30 minutes. So 
know that there is not one size fits all. If it doesn't make you feel good, don't force it. That's again, not the energy that you want to bring to some right. space, but be open to trying something else. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, um, keeping an open mind and just kind of finding what fits for you. I think one of the things, one of the examples I would use here is yoga um, because as a yoga teacher and longtime practitioner, if I only went into one yoga class and assumed that all yoga was that, I would really be missing out and I may not like yoga, <laughs> mm -hmm. but there's so many different types of yoga and different teachers of yoga. And I feel like that's the same with energy medicine. You know, there's so many different, different kind of um, niches in energy medicine and different ways to practice energy medicine. So it's really finding what resonates with you um, and what, what your body needs. What would you say, Amy, um, if somebody does have hesitations or is reluctant to experience that, anything to kind of ease their mind or just soften that a little bit for them? Yeah, I think, you know, just realizing that everything is energy. Um, going, if you're going to work with a practitioner, finding someone you're really comfortable with, um, you know, and I think, um, understanding that when you work with a practitioner, at least in Reiki, like the practitioner is just a conduit for energy to flow through. So you're not taking on like the practitioner's energy and they're not like taking your energy. <laughs> um, it's really in a space of um, kind of positivity and healing and not, I don't know how to explain it well, but it's not like a scary place or a dark place. It's done in like with the utmost highest intentions. Um, and again, the person is simply acting as a conduit um, to help move energy. So I think energy medicine is wonderful. It's very safe. There's studies out there on Reiki um, as well as healing touch, um, which show a lot of benefit for various conditions. Um, but and I would say just do your research, you know, if you're not sure about it, again, listen to your instinct. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Um, but I think maybe just research in, until you find something that you are comfortable with. And then, you know, just take baby steps and make sure, um, you know, you feel supported and comfortable and go from there. I think what we talked about is just so important for everybody to understand of it's okay if we're feeling at any point in time in our life. We're going to have ebbs and flows of that energy and how we feel and what we're taking on. But the importance of not just in that moment, but to release and process and move through that, but really the long-term impact that it, it has on us. And that's just not how we're wanting to set ourselves up to be, to feel and do our best in the world. Yeah, exactly. Amy, where can everybody find out more about you, find out how to work with you, all of the many wonderful things that you offer? Well, thank you. So um, you can find out about me online. My website's uh, amysapola.com. And then I'm on Instagram at amysapola. I'm on Facebook at asapolafarmd. And I have the Nourish and Shine podcast, which I host, and you can find it on all listening platforms.
And all of that will definitely be in the show notes. So as we already referenced to just really interesting guests on Amy's podcast that speak to there, there's backing. I mean, there, there's such great information, but it, it's people who are certified and registered and have an actual knowledge base. So really great resources that you can go in and dive into finding maybe something that works better for you. And it isn't just all about energy healing, but many of the episodes are centered and some piece around that. Yeah, that's, I think, one of my favorite parts of being a podcast host is I get to meet so many neat people. And as part of my podcast, I really focus on women and um, integrative and functional medicine. So I try to bring in practitioners from all different angles who can bring something new to the conversation and that I'm really interested in, too. What would you say, Amy, is your super weapon? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to say joy. Last time you stumped me, but this time. (laughs) (laughs) This is the benefit of being on two times. Yes, that's right. I'm going to say joy. And that's something that I'm newly working on. um, But it's kind of my word of the year. And I'm just, I feel like even just saying joy and thinking about joy makes me smile. And so, yeah, spreading joy and feeling joy is my super weapon. And it's just, just, just rightly so. I mean, I've already told Amy this, but I, can you listen to her voice? Listen to, she just, I have never seen her upset in a, in a, anything but this beautifully cheery disposition. And you can tell when somebody is authentically that, like Amy is, and when somebody's really <laughs> forcing it. Uh, so I think you embody joy extraordinarily well. Oh, thank you. And I certainly have my moments of not joy. <laughs> I won't even pretend that one, but yeah. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I do think though that that's a super weapon of being joyful and saying, yes, you're right. It's not sunshine and rainbows 20 every single moment of every single day, but I choose that to be my majority and I work on that. So that's actually the case. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I feel like this is, this is my time to step into that and really be authentically me and feel that joy is okay. Cause sometimes I feel like, I don't know, like, yeah, not like almost if not everyone around you is feeling joy and you are full of joy that can be off putting to people. Um, but I really feel like that's authentically me and that's what, you know, lights me up. So, yeah. So be joyful. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Amy, what does being fierce mean to you? Oh, I feel like it's just stepping into your power and whatever that power is. And, you know, again, being authentic and just owning it. And yeah, I think just being yourself. Yeah, being, I love that. That's really, honestly, that is kind of the fiercest thing that you can choose to do is hone in on your intuition as we've talked about all episode and show up as what feels aligned with who you truly are. Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard. That's, I mean, that's not always easy, but it's Mm -hmm. so worth it. 
Amy, this has been fantastic. I adore any time that we can chat about any and everything, and I can have you on a hundred times to talk about a hundred different things. So thank you so very much for sharing, not only with me, your joy, but with everybody that's listening to. Well, thank you. It's always a pleasure being on, and I love talking with you. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode, and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.